This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Tim, we're joined now by Steve Cortez. He's a Republican strategist, a former Trump spokesman, and currently a Wall Street strategist. He is at Cortez Steve on Twitter. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Buck, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, market doing pretty well today. Post-election market doing very well. Why is Trump right. good for the stock market? Right, doing well today and been doing well, been on a tear since the election. It was interesting, Buck, so I was uh, lucky enough to be with the president-elect, then-candidate Trump, on election night. And being a market guy, you know, I had one eye sort of on election returns and one on the market. And that night, you know, futures trade overnight. So you can trade the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, you know, basically 24 hours a day. When it start, first started to look like he was winning, uh, futures initially got creamed in the stock market. That was the knee-jerk initial reaction. Well, by the time we woke up in the morning, it had come all the way back to unchanged and has done nothing but rally since. And I think there's two things going on here. One is uh, policy uh, prescription going forward. I think that we're going to have a regulatory and tax structure, which will finally allow the United States economy to truly grow. We're coming out of the first presidency in history that never had a 3% or better GDP year. Uh, that's a tragedy. Slow growth has a lot of ramifications for the economy, for our society, all of them negative. Um, and so I think that there's a, a, a promise that we're going to have the right policies going forward. But secondly, and I think this is just as importantly, Buck, is uh, the psychology of it, animal spirits. You know, the, the economy is largely a game of confidence, it's a game of optimism and belief. And I think for the first time, you know, partly because of these policies, but also just because of the spirit of Donald Trump and the team that he's assembling and the optimism that I think is pervasive right now, it's somewhat contagious out there in the country, uh, there's a belief that we can do better, we can grow faster, um, that this pie can get much, much bigger. Let's stop haggling over a shrinking or a barely growing pie. Instead, let's grow the pie so it's massive. And so even, you know, I live in Chicago, Buck, so I know plenty of people who don't like Donald Trump, who didn't vote for him. Even those folks, and I know this is just anecdotal, but even talking to them, uh, particularly the ones who own businesses, I can't tell you the confidence that they suddenly have. They're talking about hiring people, about investing, optimistic for the future. So people listening uh, on the on the tax side of things, which I think is one of the ones that gets everyone's attention uh, most quickly because, you know, theoretically at least, we all pay taxes, um, assuming we all pay taxes, everyone listening. What will be different under Trump administration for just the average filer? Right. No, and that's a great question because I think you know we mostly, at least I think in the media, talked about what's going to happen in corporate taxes. Which right. I do think is incredibly important. No matter who you are, uh, you're going to benefit from companies bringing billions and potentially even trillions of dollars home and investing that here. That's not going to go into you know a bunch of suitcases in the United States. It's going to go into plants and jobs and technology. Uh, but to get to your question about 
regular folks and how, you know, will they benefit, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of significant ways. One is I'm really glad that he addressed this uh, is he addressed childcare, which I think is something that we haven't maybe paid enough attention to so many families in America, particularly, you know, working class families, people who aren't wealthy, they have two uh, people working, uh, and yet they're still unable to get ahead, even with two incomes. Um, and for those uh, people who are doing that, who have children, childcare is eating up just an incredible share of uh, of their earnings. And this is a particular issue for women. I mean, it is for men as well, but particularly for women. And so uh, I was very happy when Ivanka Trump, uh, Trump gave that speech in uh, Philadelphia, or in Pennsylvania rather, but uh, during the campaign and talked about we need tax credits. We need to recognize how important families are to America and how important child care is to working people and particularly to working mothers. So I mean, I think that's one way that they're going to see an immediate bottom line benefit on their taxes. And then the second thing is tax simplification. So even if your rate's not going down, and almost all Americans are going to see their rate go down, but even if it doesn't go down, your taxes are going to get so much simpler. And Buck, speaking of financial markets, one of the few companies that isn't doing well, by the way, uh, lately is H&R Block. And I don't mean to pick on them because they're probably a great company. I don't know much about them, frankly, but it's interesting. The reason it's not doing well is Wall Street is concerned that a much simpler tax code is going to mean it's going to be bad news for tax accountants, great news for everyone else in the economy, but bad news for them. So in this case, I think that small piece of bad news, what might be bad news for H&R Block, is wonderful news for Main Street. Now, Steve, what do you say to those who point to Trump's involvement in this uh, negotiation? I know Pence, too, but this negotiation with Carrier to keep, what is it, 1,100 jobs here? What do you say to those who say, well, look, this is sort of cronyism and picking winners and losers? I mean, that, that criticism is certainly out there uh, on the right from conservatives who try to be uh, consistent in their application of principle to economics. Do you, do you think this is sure. just well, – you know, it, it is what? It's something that we just got to do in order to get jobs to stay here, or how do you view it? No, and Buck, listen, I'm very sensitive to that uh, criticism. I am, and I tend to be a bit personally a bit more libertarian than my candidate was, and you know, now the president-elect is. So I wouldn't agree with him on everything in terms of industrial policy and in general, I think top-down industrial policy is a bad idea. I think government should just create the conditions uh, for private for the private sector to thrive. And by the way, that is primarily what Donald Trump has talked about. So, you know, there's sort of carrot and stick. And on the on the carrot side, if we create the right tax and regulatory structure, meaning lower, simpler taxes, and far less a far lower regulatory burden, and the president-elect has already promised. That for to add any new regulation, you've got to get rid of two old ones, which I think is a wonderful. It's sort of like a the line at the bar. If it's too crowded, you know, one in but two out, right? That's what we need in regulation. If we create that environment, then I don't think we have to worry as much about sort of the stick end of it of a punishing companies that want to leave because they're going to want to invest here in the United States. But to get directly to your question about carrier, I, you know, I would say a couple things. I don't want this to be the prototype. I don't think we can do this every time. We can't have the president of the United States negotiating over a thousand jobs. Now, those thousand jobs matter a ton to those thousand families, and I'm thrilled that they're heading into Christmas without a layoff. That's a that's a wonderful thing. But in the scheme of our economy, a thousand jobs isn't important. But I would say this: it's important symbolically and for a couple of reasons. One is he promised he would do it on the campaign trail. Mention this company specifically. So it's a promise fulfilled and fulfilled incredibly quickly before he even takes office. So I do think that's important. And then secondly, I think it's the symbolism again, kind of like I talked about the psychology before of the overall economy. The symbolism here of showing that uh, companies can be profitable, highly profitable by producing in the United States. And again, I don't want I don't think we can have the president or vice president negotiating on a case by case basis. That's just not the right formula for us. Uh, But it's symbolically important to show, look, carrier can do it. 
They're going to be profitable. They're going to be profitable in Indiana, in the heartland of this country with American workers. If we create the right environment, we're going to have hundreds and thousands of carriers out there. So to me, that's the more important template going forward. Now, for small businesses, is that where regulation in particular is supposed to be the, the relief that a Trump administration will bring? And what is we always hear, especially from from conservatives and from think tanks in D.C. that espouse conservative principles, that small businesses are the you know, they're the engine of the economy. And that's where most job growth is going to come. And, and we, both sides of the aisle, of course, pay a lot of lip service to small business. What's the Trump administration right. going to do to help small businesses? Yeah. No, and great question. Question. But look. First time since we've kept these records, more small businesses, more businesses, period, but most of them are small, more businesses closing in America than opening. And and that's a tragedy. Again, just another consequence of our slow growth and what that does to our country and our uh, in terms of people dropping out of the workforce permanently because they don't have that engine of job creation. It's just there's so many bad ramifications that we need to solve it. So, you know, to your question, how how do we solve it? And and by the way, one of the things I don't like about industrial policy is that, you know, carrier who's owned by United Technologies. Those giant companies are generally pretty good at getting government to at least a little bit bend to their will in terms of a tax concession, um, you know, an, an easement on on uh, zoning, that sort of thing. Small businesses don't have that power by generally, right? Almost by definition. So they, the the playing field sometimes is not level. One way to level it, and you you touched upon it, is regulation. And I'm not sure a lot of people realize how much. Small businesses now are affected by regulation. A lot of it's state level, a lot of it's federal. But, you know, whether you're talking about a, a woman who hair braids on the side or you're talking about a small manufacturing plant, uh, you know, who has a puddle in their parking lot and the EPA shows up and calls it a wetland. And th- that might sound nuts, but this stuff is going on all the time. Or OSHA shows up uh, and, you know, one ladder was out of place. Uh, and suddenly you face a ton of fines and a ton of oversight. I mean, this is happening every day if you talk to small business people in America. So if we can have, we look, and, and we're the first to say, we need regulation. Workers have to be protected. Water and air have to be clean. Um, but there has to be checks and balances upon upon regulation. And if we do that sensibly at the federal level, at the state level, I think, you know, the American people, entrepreneurs, we haven't lost our dynamism and we haven't lost our creativity and our hustle. It's been bad policy that's forced more businesses to close and open. We start reversing that, and I believe we're going to quickly. Uh, I think we're going to see that problem of, of almost 100 million working age Americans out of the workforce. We're going to see that number start ticking down dramatically. Do you have any concerns about the market just being uh, particularly high right now? I mean, you know, this is sort of the very uh, obvious analysis, and I'm not a markets guy, but, you know, what goes up must come down. People are saying it's sure. hitting all-time highs. It's hitting all-time highs as well. Can that sort of – is that sustainable? Is that just because uh, the interest rates have been so suppressed for so long that the only place to make any money was the stock market, so you've got a bubble going on? I mean, how, how do you see some of those dynamics playing out early on in the Trump administration? Right. And yeah, you know, but as optimistic as I am on the economy, and I really believe this, I think we can break out. I think we can grow three, four, five percent again. I think we can have, uh, as I mentioned, millions of workers reenter the workforce. So I, I'm incredibly optimistic on what we can do once we take off the shackles of, of taxation and excessive regulation. Uh, but having said that, I don't want to go too crazy either and, and tell people that, you know, here at all time highs on the Dow Jones, it's a wonderful spot to be pining a lot of money. You should pour, you know, <laughs> yeah. particularly the regular investors that you should be putting all your chips in right here. Generally, you know, there's a phrase uh, that uh, I think I first heard it from Warren Buffett, but some legendary investor uh, said, when they're crying, I'm buying. So 
generally the time to buy is when things actually look bad, at least temporarily. Right now, things look fantastic. Now, I'm not saying necessarily to sell either, but I'm just saying, yeah, I, I think to your point, uh, uh, these will be hard levels to maintain perhaps for the near term. Now, long term, if you truly are a long term investor, I think, in my opinion, we're going dramatically higher because the economy is going to grow. Uh, but you mentioned interest rates. My biggest concern about the stock market, you know, more near term, say now to roughly next summer, my biggest concern is that if interest rates continue to rise, and that's a good thing for our economy, by the way, right now, the interest rates have been stuck in the mud for the last eight years because so has our growth. There's a lot of optimism in the bond market that growth is going to pick up because of that interest rates are really rising fast. Um, but that can become a break itself on the economy. And my guess is between now and, you know, again, looking nearer term, sort of the next couple of quarters, two, three quarters out, I think we'll have a couple scares that will be interest rate related. Uh, and my guess is those are going to give regular investors. That's going to be when they're crying, I'm buying. Those will be those opportunities uh, to get in. Steve Cortez is a Republican strategist, a former Trump spokesman, and a Wall Street strategist. Steve, any chance you might be uh, hanging out, joining a Trump administration, or can I not put you on the spot like that? <laughs> well, you can put me on the spot, but I won't give you. I'll, I'll give you the you know sort of standard answer, but but not completely standard. You know, Buck, I volunteered for the campaign, and it became practically a full time job. Uh, uh, and my wife will be the first to attest to that. The second we got uh, through this election, she's like, all right, will you get back to making money, please? Because uh, we've got a lot of bills to pay. So uh, I was never in it. I was in it as a volunteer because I just so believe in the movement. Uh, I was never in it for a job in Washington. Uh, that said, I've certainly had interesting conversations. I have a ton of friends and colleagues over at Trump Tower. I'm not officially involved in transition, but you know, I'm certainly talking to them. If my country can use my services, I will certainly listen. And there have been some interesting conversations. But in general, I think I'm much more effective doing what I'm doing right now with you, being a, a private citizen, but also speaking out in favor as a friend of the administration rather than part of it uh, within the media. Steve Cortez, great to have you, sir. Really appreciate you joining. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.